Flying Field Outfitter is a fly shop and guide service located in Bend, Oregon. We specialize in fly fishing the Lower Deschutes River, Cascade Lakes, the Crooked River, the Fall River, and many other fisheries in the area. Tune into our podcast for updates on fishing reports, techniques, tactics, and fishing stories. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. This is Kyle from Flying Field Outfitters sitting with shop owner Scott Cook and the newest addition to the team, Mr. Kevin Hoare, the Director of Operations and Finance. You will be hearing much of his voice over the next several episodes throughout the future. So say hello, Kevy. Hello, Kevy. No, say hello. I'm Kevin. <laughs> hello, I'm Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, why don't you just tell everyone about yourself real quick while we have you here? Well, I've been super lucky to be uh, a new part, an old part, but a new part of the team here. Uh, I have been a guide with the shop as a side hustle for about 15 years, and then uh, recently come on as the director of finance and ops uh, uh, in June. So it's a really, it's a wonderful role. And I'm really excited to be here to work with a great team of people. I noticed you abbreviated ops, but not finance. Would you like to touch on that? Because <laughs> <laughs> finance is the important stuff. Oh, gotcha. Right? The operations is. Wonderful. Thank you for Trying adding to make operations. that. operations. <laughs> Yeah, and what about, I mean, you and Scott, you and Scott have known each other for a long time, right? <laughs> oh, yes, we're... Yes. Yeah. We've known each other since I was 14 years old. And that's about 44 years, people. <laughs> that's a long, <laughs> that's a long, time, long ago. time. long time ago. There yeah. were still dirt roads in Bend. That's <laughs> when I had brown hair yeah. still. Yeah. Same. And I had a lot of hair. And Scott had hair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, his soccer mullet was just on point. Easy. Are we still recording? Yeah. He, he peaked early with the hair game. And it's just all downhill from there. No, it's just yeah. all business. Yeah. No party. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about fishing. So we're okay. here today to talk about what, where and what to fish in the wintertime now that it is, what, November 9th today? Uh, about 28 degrees or so outside and people are still going fishing we have no gloves on the shelves which is good but more coming in soon so it's time to get warm and get dressed but just want to talk about where we would go fishing kevin you want to start scott we got plenty of options i know uh let's let's start with some of the stuff that's closed or closing or we expect to you know get to close down in the next couple of weeks i mean obviously east lake and polina um have been fishing really well this fall and it's been a lot of fun up there um and uh that is just we're just waiting for the road to close they close the the gate at the upper snow park um and i would expect that potentially in the next couple of days i mean we've got more snow in the forecast and you know there's been talk of possibly tomorrow um but you know you never know um we should have updates on that here at the shop yeah, Deschutes County did announce that on the 12th that 7 a.m. it would be closed. Yeah. So, Cascade Lakes Highway and um, Plana Highway. So Yeah, so that includes Hosmer and Lava, you know, and stuff like that also. Um, you know, and it, obviously at the end of the month, we had other major closures, Crane Prairie and um, a lot of those other lakes and reservoirs. So really, I mean, rolling into these next couple of months, we're pretty much just a river game, um, you know. So... 
a crooked fall metolius lower to shoots you know um are all going to be kind of the the keys moving forward and i would say lower to shoots is for me is where i'm still enjoying casting the two-handed rod um just and and chasing steelhead i'm going to be chasing steelhead till december 31 till it closes um and then and then I'll, I'll switch over to, you know, like the crooked in the fall or in fall and, and they'll likely they'll be, you know, they'll be, we'll have a little bit more water in the crooked. Yeah. The yeah. crooked's sitting pretty low right now at 45 CFS. Yeah. It's been between 45 and 50 and really for the winter as low as Primeville Reservoir is also, there's a good chance that that won't change. I mean, the normal winter winter flows are you know between 100 and and 50 cfs and um and until that reservoir fills up they're just going to be holding water back and storing water you know so when you go out there during the summertime i mean what it's 300 to 400 cfs and if that's what you're used to you're going to go out there during the winter time and go oh my gosh where do i fish you know it's kind of the same thing you're looking for the riffles and the, the the buckets and it's almost a little easier to read the water when there's less water there obviously um one of my favorite tactics that time of year during the winter is kind of a dry dropper tactic because you don't need to get down quite as deep and and the water isn't quite as 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 deep so you can cover a lot with a you know a small chubby and and a little nymph dropper behind it or something like that you know Again, Euro nymphing is going to be pretty popular out there, but when there's less water, it's kind of easier to find them. And um, but yeah, that's going to be one of our primaries out for the winter out there on the crooked. And then the fall as well. There's been a lot of people that have been covered the fall, so it's been heavily heavily fished lately. But there's still some really nice. There's there's quite a wa- lot of water on the fall. And that's the again a you know it can be a dry dropper game. It's what I enjoy fishing the most. And then when the fish get really picky, I'll start throwing streamers at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know it's going to be clear water as always. Uh, water temps are just going to be a little. It, usually it's about the same, but it will be a little bit colder. Um, uh, water temps so the fish will slow down a little bit. And the hatches will you know the prevalent hatches are going to be midday when it warms up just a little bit. Yeah. And I th- believe well i don't believe i know that the hatchery is still closed at the fall and we probably anticipate it's going to be closed throughout the season so just keep that in or throughout the winter so keep that in mind as you're heading out to do some fishing um yeah on the fall i always think about it like it's two different types of fishing one of them is streamer fishing like kevin mentioned and you're just you know throwing big flies and you don't have to worry about the size of your tippet as much and you kind of cover water fairly quickly you don't you know if there's a fish in the bucket or in the area that's going to strike at a streamer it's going to happen in the first five to ten casts you don't need to sit there and run the same streamer through the same hole time after time i mean granted you could you could switch up your streamer and go with something a little smaller a little bigger a little heavier or something like that and run through that same hole again and try and get that reactive strike um the other way to fish the fall is obviously the the super technical dry dry dropper you know and at that point this time of year you're going small you know there's midges 
there's little blue wings and little PMDs that can kind of pop off this time of year. And so, you know, a lot of what you're looking for at that point, you're getting super techy. You're going down to 6X or even 7X tippet. You're dropping down to size 18 to 24 flies and you're getting super technical on it, which is a lot of fun too. That's the most fun for me. I think I just enjoy just watching that fish come up and eat slow. The slow eats off the surface are really fun or even like, the slow eats just under the water uh, are really fun to watch. So that's probably the, that's how I usually tackle the, the fall um, for the most part. Yeah, I like fishing below the falls during the winter and swinging little leeches through there. Have a lot of fun. You can find some of those browns that push up from the deschutes in there too and quite a bit of water explore down there. Word of advice learned from a hard lesson is if there's a lot of snow, like four feet of it, don't try to drive to the tubes because <laughs> you'll get stuck for 12 hours and have to get rescued by search and rescue, but no big deal. Didn't even get to go fishing. Jeez. That's good advice. Yeah. It's, it's cold. Never, It's never happened to me before. Look up Josh from used to be Les Schwab. Now he sells hardwood floor, but uh, he'll rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about, his phone number. It's yeah. all about buddies that you know have a bigger <laughs> truck than you with chains and you know and get out there and try and dig and out. And tackle. It's pretty yeah. impressive, honestly. I was deep in there. Didn't even get to go fishing, though. Um, yeah, there's also plenty of other fisheries around Central Oregon. Uh, of course, like the Metolius, if you want to go ahead and hit that highway to get up there what it closes below or above allingham it's already closed isn't it i don't i yeah. believe it is yeah, yeah. it's already so, closed. Yeah. from allingham all the way down is open, is open year, year round. round yeah um and again they plow all the way to the hatchery but again the hatchery is closed because of covid um but there's state employees that live at the hatchery and so they're required to plow to the hatchery um so as we get more snow and stuff out there you know down all the way down to lower bridge and stuff might not be accessible or might be again a dangerous uh, transaction trying to get down there but um but the rest of the river has really good road access and everything else one of the fun parts for me about the Metolius is, you know, the bull trout out there, and it does kind of transition me off of steelhead. You know, during the fall, I'm just kind of a big fish steelhead junkie, um, <laughs> and yep. you know, it's sometimes it's a little smoother transition going from you know chasing steelhead to kind of chasing bull trout. Eases us off of the the kind of steelhead season, if you will. Um, you know, and obviously the trout fishing out there can be good too. Um, Metolius is a challenging fishery you know it's there's a lot of times it's hard to read I think the fish move a lot um, you know and it and it can be a very challenging finicky fishery regardless of the time of year um, but it also makes it that much rewarding when you you know roll out of there with a couple of rainbows and a bull trout on a full day of fishing that's a great day you know um, and so that's where we've done all so much of our winter fishing Scott and I which has been fun. We've chasing bull trout for years and years out there in the winter from, you know, November into into the first of the year and beyond, which is, you know, and sometimes walking down below the hatchery and just getting away from everyone. It's always beautiful out there too in the winter, which is, that's, I just, I love that river. Um, it's just enjoyable. And it's, and it's, again, it's challenging. So it just brings out all of those skills that you work on through your fishing career, you know. Yeah, so you I enjoy it. Got to piece it all together. A lot of times out there too, you know, 
the bull trout, the, the kind of peak time for some of the big migratory bull trout are going to be this kind of November, December, January time. And they follow the kokanee up out of Lake Billy Chinook. And that run is really a August, September, usually by October, those kokanee are out of the system. And so if you're trying to target bull trout when there's that much food around, you know, it's really hard to get them to trigger and to strike. And they're, they're used to seeing, you know, a lot of kokanee around and then you get the eggs and you get the flesh of the dying kokanee and everything in the system. You know, usually they're done by October and then the bull trout continue up the river up a bit above Camp Sherman and they do their spawning up there and then they work their way slowly back down to the reservoir and so as they're working their way back down to the reservoir being this November through January time there's less food in the system um, for them to eat and they're post spawn so they're more hungry mm -hmm. um, and they're just trying to make it back down to the reservoir to feed on those schools of kokanee that are living in 80 feet of water so um, that is really these next couple of months will kind of be some of the peak times for for the bull trout fishing out there um, you know but it's probably my favorite winter fishery, mm -hmm. uh, the Metolius is, because it's hard. It's tough. It's not easy. And, you know, um, and I, I think we really at this point have enjoy the hunt as much as we enjoy <laughs> catching. It's yeah. a lot of fun to run out to the Crooked River and fish a three weight and a dry dropper and, you know, and have some, some good days out there. But the challenge, I think, for us a lot of times is the is going to some of these fisheries that are more challenging and the metolius is definitely one of those yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. what about uh you know just this year with coven folks having their kids out of school where would you recommend if it's a you know nice winter day to go fish with the kids real quick um give them some chance to catch a few fish or two it's probably, I mean, I would still likely go to the Crooked with the kids or Shevlin Pond. Depends on when they stocked it last. <laughs> or if it's frozen over. It's probably it's probably getting close to frozen over already. But um, those are places that I really enjoy with the kids. The Crooked, um, just because they can walk down there. They can get into fish. Um, you know, the fall's a little bit more technically challenging. So I think it's a little bit more challenging with the kids. The other nice part about the kids on the Crooked is, um, is well, number one, it's lower in elevation, so it should be a little bit warmer and maybe not have quite the snowpack in the next couple of months out there. Um, I always bring firewood um, when I go this time of year with the kids and you know it's in and the and the truck is right there too because the vehicle is right down next to the river you know so if as the kids get cold or whatever you know going and building a fire and you know kind of making a day of it and, and be creative that this this time of year when it's that cold if the kids get cold man just just go do something else. Go sit in the truck. Go, you know, take a hike. Warm up. Take a hike. You know, um, you know, build a little fire. Warm up, and you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, I would agree with Kevin. The Crooked's probably your ideal spot for you know the kids in these next couple of months, and we'll be out there a couple of times. We're talking about taking the RV out there in a couple of weekends, maybe, oh, yeah. and we're just hanging out, you know. And oh, yeah. the other thing in the and the crooked is try and find the canyon um, area that is going to get sun, especially for the kids. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of that canyon or some of it that it's, you know, the days are short and, and uh, 
that the you know the sun won't even get down to the to the bottom of the canyon and you know find an, an enjoyable spot for the family um you know it might be different than the camp spot that you would choose in the middle of the summertime and just kind of be aware of that as you're cruising around in the bottom of the canyon down there yeah that's what i love about out there it's just in the metolius camping in the winter if you and buddy or two get a wild hair and want to go camp in the woods for a night and they're open out there and fish you can hang out definitely recommend something to keep you warm though like bourbon <laughs> firewood and bourbon yeah, yeah. lots of firewood and bourbon good. yeah so anything else you guys want to add well on? i think we just touched on the lower to shoots um yeah. you know kevin you know mentioned obviously going out there and getting the last of our our steelhead junkie on um you know that those fish work their way up river obviously and and when we talk about october you know september and october we're talking about you know downstream we're talking mopping and you know trout creek to mopping and stuff like that we can get steelhead up you know around warm springs the trout creek area um you know but uh november i think is actually a prime month out there um and even into december you gotta again pick your days we could get that inversion where the you know the clouds sit at the top of the canyon and it could be sunny you know at at the top of the canyon you drop down in there and it's fog set in and it's you know 10 15 degrees cooler (laughs) down there and those are brutal days but but you know fishing can be can be good uh boy on the swing i would say that my biggest thing everybody wants to go deep and get down which is makes a lot of sense because the fish are going to start to slow down a little bit um, and you want to get in front of them a little bit more so a little heavier sink tip and you know going with a a fly that's more natural tones natural colors Mm -hmm. um you know the further they get away from the ocean um you know they're less likely to hit things that are orange and and you know pink and red they're more likely to hit things that are you know dark in color natural colors um you know so little fish tacos and and you know a leech style stuff that's you know blacks and olives Mm -hmm. and stuff like that can sometimes be a little bit better and i go to fishing a lot of bunny patterns like you know bunny leeches and mole leeches in the in this time of year yeah loop leech all that stuff with and maybe a little egg in front like a little bead maybe yeah 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 something to trigger them you know um, but make sure that even if you're getting deep that you can complete your swing um a lot of times those fish will start to hold on the inside of the seam closer to the bank instead of on the outside of the seam um, because again they're they're slowing down the water temperature and stuff so you know and if you're fishing too deep and you you know you're three quarters of the way through your swing and you hang up on the bottom you're not continuing that last quarter of the swing which sometimes this time of year can be where those fish are holding and where you're going to get the grab is going to be on the 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 last quarter of your swing is really important as we're in these water temperatures mm-hmm. and stuff um trout fishing down there has been good um we've got glenn one of our guides down there today and we've had a couple of couple of trips still running out doing warm springs to trout creek and uh you know trout fishing still been good um and there's been some blueing olive hatches and some really good kind of dry dropper fishing with a with a chubby and a and a, a tungsten jig underneath it of sort that's been a lot of fun and so 
you know, even though we're kind of outside of what we would call our peak season for the lower to shoots, it stays open till the end of the year there. Um, and again, the tribal side of the river is closed. Um, so if you are floating, be aware of that. Uh, but this time of year, boy, Warm Springs Trout Creek can be a, a really good bet too. Yeah, it's easy. You know, it's an hour and 15 away. So it's pretty easy to get there. It's just, a, you know, another 10 or 15 minutes longer than driving out to the crooked. So, yeah. Yeah, other than that, not too much. We could dream of some winter steelhead on the coast. We could, boy, start, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. But I don't have anything planned for that. We're going to have to get in front of a calendar and get some fishing trips put together. Absolutely. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, like tomorrow? You want, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm going fishing the day after tomorrow. <laughs> going on Wednesday? Go yeah, where are you going for Warm, Veterans Day? Warm Springs Trout Creek. Nice. Sweet. With three other veterans. Nice. Two Marines, one Navy, one Army. Nice. Couldn't find a Coast Guard. <laughs> I mean, self-explanatory. <laughs> but, yeah, or Air Force. When did We're, you serve, Kyle? 2007 to 2012. And I've been out since 2012. You so. got out in 2012? Yeah, eight years ago. Just yeah. over eight years ago. Wow. Uh-huh. So, where did you go? Where were you? I went all over. I was in Great Lakes, Illinois, Okinawa, Japan. I was in North Carolina. I was in Afghanistan, back in North Carolina. Spent three. Did I say Okinawa? I did say that. I was in Japan. I spent three out of my five years, more over three out of my five years overseas total. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. Good times. I'd do it again. Did you get a chance to fish overseas? Um, I. Which one? <laughs> in Okinawa. Uh, I did not. Uh, I really wasn't into fishing that much then. I mean, I was, but yeah, there's other things when you're like 18 and <laughs> that aren't illegal at home <laughs> or that are illegal at home, but not in Okinawa that you can partake in, such as cold adult beverages. So uh, <laughs> we took our opportunities there, which I regret. There's actually a, a gal I know locally who used to do a lot of uh spear fishing in okinawa but that would be cool yeah. so yeah happy veterans day to all those guys out and gals listening yeah, yeah absolutely probably yeah, past sure. veterans day when this goes up but thank you for your service absolutely yeah anyways uh if you have any questions about any of this please give us a call at the shop message us on facebook instagram wherever you can find us um there are other fisheries that we can talk about that we may not want to talk about publicly, but if you're nice enough, we'll uh, share it with you over the phone or in person. And uh, just remember, we're still booking trips. So uh, if you want to get out and escape for a little bit, we we have guides available all year. So Yeah, I think, you know, just looking at a calendar, I mean, if, again, you got the kids and you want to get out for a couple hours and or whatever, you want to go on a full day float on the Deschutes, I mean, just kind of take a look at a 10-day calendar and we're, our guides are pretty available this time of year and we should be able to get you out with just a day or two notice and you know just give us a shout and we'll pick the kind of best day out of a 10-day forecast and make it happen yeah perfect thanks yeah thanks for tuning in thank you for tuning into the flying field outfitters podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes coming out if you have a request for a podcast please reach out to kyle at flyingfield.com Thanks again for tuning in and have a nice day. We'll see you on the water.